Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Howdy! Two minutes past on this Thursday. It is... 15th day of June, and you know what? If everything adds up correctly, that means the month is halfway over. Officially. That's right. Grasa Show, 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number if you want to be a part of the program, if you want to contribute, if you want to weigh in, if you want to say hi, whatever the hell you pick up the phone for these days to do, that is the number to do it here on this program. Harvey Cruz is here. He is thrilled because the United States is playing a soccer game tonight. At 10 o'clock, the B team, though, not the A team, it's the B team. They're playing Mexico. It's in Vegas. I hear that somebody from the Oakland A's is throwing out the first, uh, or no, they don't throw out the first pitch at a soccer game. What do they do? They do anything? What, do they flip the coin, the ceremonial f- coin flip? They either flip the coin or they walk the ball out. Or they, they're going to walk the ball out. Billy Bean's going to be there, and he's going to walk the ball out. Oakland played already today, and they lost. So he could get on a plane real quick. He'll be in Vegas. By the time the game starts, he walks the ball out for the USA B team against Mexico. Right? They're playing Mexico? That's how it is? That's right. They're playing Mexico. Is it Mexico's B team too or just just the USA's? Uh, I mean, you could argue A and B team. Wow. But, I mean, USA's teams. Oh, that's right. I remember you were telling me that the other. Harvey was talking smack about the Mexican team the other day. I don't know about that. No, well, I mean, you you weren't very high on them. Well, they're not as good as they used to be. There you go. Yeah. No more World uh, Cup. What did I say? What was my contribution? No Jorge Campos anymore. Yeah, you went. <laughs> I went back in the time. I went like 30 years back, but you know what? It's still valid. We, you said no Jorge Campos. I said no Cotema Blanco. <laughs> then you said no Chicharito. No Chicharito. He took towards ACL. That's right. See, I'm on top of my soccer. Don't tell me I'm not. We'll be talking Gold Cup by then next week. Oh, I can't wait for that. When is the Gold Cup, by the way? Next week. <laughs> USA <laughs> play Jamaica. <laughs> well, I guess we got to talk about it then if it's next week. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. You know, we got three hours. It's all us. Tonight would have been game number six of the NBA Finals, and we would have had a short show. But Denver was the superior side to the Miami Heat the other night, and they finished off the series. And that's why we're here for the next three hours, right up until 10 o'clock. Gordon and Larry We'll come on then and take it the rest of the evening. And if you want to get me on Twitter, feel free to do so at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. No baseball tonight for a change. Last couple of nights, they were fun the last couple of nights, were they not? Right? We had some laughs weighing in, the good, the bad, the ups, the downs. Yeah, if you want to call it that, of everything with the Subway series. And it certainly provided a lot of roller coaster moments. But when the dust settled, as is usually the case, right? Yankees win a game, Mets win a game. They split it, and then you got to wait another month until the series goes to the Bronx. And you know what? I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'll probably tell you right now that when they play the two games at Yankee Stadium, they'll probably split those two games there because that's what generally happens. And I will say this. You know, you play two games, even if you play three games. You ever, at the end of the series, you always say, well, what would you learn? What would you, you think? What'd you, what, what conclusions can you draw from this? Well, there's a couple. Right? I think there's a couple on each side, both for the Mets and for the Yankees here. 
Number one, let's just start with last night's game in particular. I don't want to say that it's a game that the Mets had to have, right? Because there have been a lot of games they've played this year where you would say, oh, it would be nice if they would have won those games, but they didn't. So it's just one win. I'm not going to be the guy to sit here tonight and tell you, hey, the Mets won a game. Now their season is going to turn around because they eked out an extra inning win over the Yankees, which was sloppy as all can be, right? And on the other side, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Yankees, who didn't win both of these games in the Subway Series, both by a run, by the way, that I think any less of them than I did before this series started. But there are certain areas of this baseball team which really need to shape up here in a hurry or else there are going to be some problems. But as far as last night goes, look, we'll start with the pitchers. Cole was good, right? Cole was good. Cole was Cole. What you would expect from him. Gives you six innings, only gives up a run. You feel good about his outing. Now, some people think, again, that maybe Aaron Boone was a little quick with the hook. That you should have sent him out there for the seventh inning. After all, he is your ace. He is Garrett Cole. Why didn't you throw him out there for an extra inning? Remember, he came out of that game the last start against the Dodgers, and then we found out afterwards that he had some cramping. He had the cramping, right? And so he had to come out of the game. I don't know if that was the case last night. That was never conveyed to anybody, but it probably would have been handy if he can give you an extra frame because the Yankees were a little bit depleted in the bullpen last night. You didn't have your top three guys because they did yeoman's work the night before in securing the first win of this series. But Cole was great, right? What you're paying him to do, fine. Verlander, on the other hand, it was a step in the right direction. Let's put it that way. Okay, I don't know if it was a $43 million performance from Justin Verlander, right? I don't know if that's one of the starts that they're going to show like on the little highlight reel that they put together up in Cooperstown when he gets inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame five years after he retires. You know, not one of his memorable performances, but it was good enough. Right, He put his team in a position to win a ball game, and the Mets needed that in the worst way. He was a hell of a lot better than his buddy the night before who couldn't even make it through four innings, also making $43 million a year. So Verlander was good. He was a lot better than he was his previous start against the Atlanta Braves. Then the Mets just started acting goofy. They started booting the ball all over the field, throwing errors, base running blunders, you name it. The owner calls them mental mistakes. And it was nice to see the owner get back on social media last night. Not really, but he referenced, again, those mental mistakes, the same thing that he brought up in that article in the New York Post from over the weekend with Joel Sherman. Right? The mental mistakes. The mental mistakes. Well, if you talk about the mental mistakes, to me, I think he's giving a little bit of a veiled shot to the guy who's in charge of the team, and that's the manager. Because it's like, why is this happening? Why are these professional baseball players doing things that you wouldn't expect little leaguers to do? And it's been happening a lot in recent days with this team. But nevertheless, they found a way. You know, Brandon Nimmo, the guy who's been as valuable as any Met so far this year. Like, the Mets are going to have to have one guy go to the All-Star game. Right? They need at least one guy. That's a Major League Baseball mandated rule. Every team must have representation. Right now, I can't think of a player on the Mets that's more worthy and more deserving than Brandon Nimmo. I'm not going to say Pete Alonso because, you know, if Pete's going to miss a month and if he rushes back for the All-Star game, that would be stupid. So Nimmo might be the guy. He's had some good years already as a pro. Maybe he'll finally get a chance to make the All-Star team. You know, I'm sure he's going to thrill of a lifetime for him. But he's done some 
head-scratching things in this series, right? He dropped that fly ball in the first game. Last night, he overran the bases, right? Got picked off at second base. So it was nice for him to redeem himself and to get that big knock in the 10th inning to walk it off for the Mets. And look, last night, the latest example, Aaron Boone, the fact that he deployed Nick Ramirez to pitch to Brandon Immo, lefty versus lefty, maybe he's playing the percentages, but guys... Look at Brandon Immo so far this year. Okay, we've played half a season, or thereabouts. Brandon Immo is doing a pretty gar- darn good job hitting lefties. He's 350 against lefties this year. Maybe the Yankees missed that scouting report. Maybe the, the analytics and the data nerds with the Yankees, when they did the spreadsheets, maybe they ran out of printing paper. And then the next little page there where it's supposed to show, like, the splits for the different players, maybe they didn't have that one in particular for Brandon Nimmo. And that wasn't available to the manager. So Boone said, you know what, I got to bring in a pitcher here. I'm going to go lefty-lefty. I don't know what he hits against lefties because I don't have my spreadsheet tonight. And it backfired on him. A lot of people got on Jake Bowers, by the way. Like, I was reading social media last night after that happened that maybe Jake Bowers gave, like, a half-ass effort to go get that ball in right field. I mean, what did you expect him to do? It was a tough play. You didn't or you did? You did or you didn't? I did. You did? You didn't think he did a good job? I thought he took a bad pass to the ball. Well, he took a bad angle, but you know what? I, I want to remind you guys something, okay? Just real quick, I'm going to remind you guys something. Not you particularly, just everybody out there who thinks that maybe he didn't take a, a, a good path to the ball. It's Jake Bowers. It's not Aaron Judge. Well, I don't, I don't want to go all the way back, but you said that I believe it was Vientos should have made a better play on the ball. and the. That's a little bit different. It's right there. How, how much different can it be? Jake Bowers had to go get the ball that even the greatest, even Aaron Judge, even the greatest right fielders that we've ever seen would have had a hard time making that play. Yeah. And Mark Vientos won at first base. Well, yeah, hey, Mark, come off the bag. He didn't even have to come off the bag. Just, Mark, stop the ball. It hit you in the glove. Don't let it get past you. It looked like that ball hung up there forever, though. It did hang up there forever. It carried. It carried, it carried, it carried. And that probably threw him off a little bit. You know, it was a weird night. Mist in the air in Flushing, Queens. Maybe the water and the wind coming off of the bay there a little bit. Nevertheless, you know, I'm not going to sit there and hold Jake Bauer's feet to the fire that he didn't make that catch. It was a tricky play. And the Mets finally had something good happen to him. Now, you enjoy it. You take the day off, and then if you really want to get crazy, I, I mean, like, really kind of flirt with prosperity a little bit if you're the Mets, guess what can happen here potentially, guys? I don't know if you bothered to look ahead, but do you see what's coming into town this weekend? You see what's rolling into town? The St. Louis Cardinals, right? But there's no Willie McGee, there's no Andy Van Slyke, there's no Jack Clark, there's no Vince Coleman, there's no Albert Pujols, there's no Jim Edmonds, there's no Scott Rowland or any of the other guy. Paul DeYoung, well, Paul DeYoung is there, actually. Keith Hernandez, well, Keith Hernandez, we've we've adopted him. But Paul DeYoung is a Met killer, okay? He's going to be there this weekend. But the rest of his teammates, even the guy who's the reigning MVP in the National League, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, first ballot Hall of Famer, the Cardinals stink. They really and truly do. They're the worst team in the National League this year. Oliver Marmol, the manager, a guy who, you know, brought up in the organization, the Cardinal way, the whole nine yards, I, I would like to think that his seat is pretty hot right now. Make a long story short, this is a bad baseball team. So if the Mets want to turn this thing around, and even though their two $43 million future Hall of Fame guys aren't going to be going this weekend, they should still have enough to beat this team because the Cardinals are terrible.
Anything less than two out of three this weekend by the Mets will basically tell you nothing's changed. It's same old, same old. And guess what? I guarantee you on the other side of things, the Cardinals are probably looking at this weekend and saying, hey, guys, what a perfect opportunity we have to begin to turn our season around because we're playing the stinky Mets. The Mets are terrible. I mean, think about it. The Mets only won five more games than the Cardinals have. That's not a lot. So they're probably thinking to themselves, hey, if we're ever going to get this thing kicked into high gear and start to live up to expectations, to not, or this weekend is the time to do it. You know, they're going to have the whole locker room speech and the pep talk and the whole nine yards. So beware is, I guess, all I should say. Beware. Mets aren't good enough to take anybody for granted. You know, they're still four games under 500. And by the way, if you want to look around the landscape, Philadelphia, they just went into Arizona and swept the Diamondbacks. A Diamondbacks team that once upon a time this week had the best record in the National League. Philadelphia has won four straight series. And they're now three up on the New York Mets in the National League East. So now they're turning their season around a little bit. Rest of baseball, rest of the division is waiting on the Mets to do the same. Will this be the opportunity? 800-919-3776. That is the phone number. I want to hear from fans of both teams. Met fans, how do you feel after watching the last couple of games? Any better, any worse? Yankee fans, same thing. You like what you saw for the last couple of days? Are you satisfied about the way your team is playing, even though you're missing arguably the most valuable player in all the sport? We'll hear from the particulars involved in last night's game, get some reaction from them. We'll also talk a little bit of baseball later on in the show. Tyler Kepner, the outstanding, and I mean outstanding, national baseball writer from the New York Times is going to join us, talk a little Mets-Yanks and a couple other things Major League Baseball related. We'll get into some NBA-related stuff because, hey, NBA summer vacation has started, but summer vacation in the NBA usually means some wild and wacky stuff. What move are the Knicks going to make? Are they going to make a move? Nuggets had their championship parade today. If you didn't get a chance to hear any of that stuff, that was um, interesting to say the least, right? Get into some football conversation as well. A lot on the agenda. Hey, there's no games tonight. There's no games. Nothing. I'm not talking about Panama, Canada either in this. What is this an exhibition? It's not like a tournament or anything, right? No, I forgot to mention that. Um, well, one, the U.S. is playing their A team again against Mexico. Okay. And the winner of that game is playing the winner of Panama, Canada in the final. What are you eating, by the way? Um, cannoli. Okay, of course. Calandras, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll have some, right? No. Why not? I'm not a cannoli guy. Are you a dessert guy? I'm a dessert guy. We'll get into this later. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth now. We'll have a long sermon on the whole dessert thing. Because I feel like I'm being mischaracterized. And I haven't been able to go into the studio and stand up for myself and to tell my side of the story, but there were some disparaging things that were said about me on the earlier show, about my dessert habits, about my eating habits, about my ordering out-to-eat habits, and I'm going to refute all of them. It is one giant fallacy, you know? What do they usually tell you? You get one side of the story, you get the other side of the story, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Maybe it will in this case. Who knows? Anyway, Grasa Show, it is a Thursday. We're looking forward to this one. No games, just us. 98.7 ESPN. We'll be talking Gold Cup by the end of next week. Oh, I can't wait for that. When is the Gold Cup, by the way? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, 
marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know we only have a three-hour show, right? I mean, we might not even get through a quarter of the globe if we let this thing keep going. But there's a little educational know-how for everybody that may be a little curious about what else is out there if you're thinking about branching out. That's what we aim to do on this show. We entertain, we inform, we educate. All the above. Dan Gross's show, 98.7 ESPN. That is the telephone number. No games tonight. Just you, just me. Right up until 10 o'clock. At Dan Gross on Twitter is where you find me. So here's the Yankee manager last night after his team's 4-3 defeats. Does he feel like maybe they let one slip away? And... I played. Did that make it out over the air? We're having some. T- try it again. All right, let's try it one more time. Another really competitive game, and that's what we've we've kind of found ourselves here in the last ten days. Did a lot of things well, and just you know couldn't push through there in the end. I mean, I started off talking about Garrett Cole and whether or not maybe he could have been sent out again for the seventh inning. You know, one less ask out of your bullpen potentially. What about Cole's outing in general? I thought both pitches were really good for him to both righties and left. He didn't really use his curveball change up much at all tonight. I thought, again, he had a really good fastball, but the slider I thought was really good as well. Well, and then on the Mets side, you had Brandon Nimmo, who, like I said, was kind of fighting it a little bit night before, even earlier in the game last night. He says it felt good to play the role of hero. Yeah, the one, the one last night for sure. The, the one last night for sure. Yeah, I felt terrible. You know, I, I let the team down, and uh, I felt really, really bad about that. So um, I told the guys, you know, after when I was coming up in that situation, I was so glad that coming into that situation, I was going to get the opportunity to come through for the, for the boys. And um, baseball's funny like that. You know, it'll, it'll work like that sometimes, where you can't get down on yourself, and you got to come back the next day, and that old Ted Lasso thing. You got to be a goldfish, and you know, you have to have a short-term memory. And so, you know, was able to come through, uh, you know, for the boys, and I was really happy about that. Last night, I felt like I let him down. I feel like I'm on an island by myself because he made the Ted Lasso reference, and anytime somebody makes a Ted Lasso reference, I don't get any of them because I've never watched the show. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I've been. It's one of those things like I've been meaning to, just haven't got around to it. Harvey, did you watch it? You're a soccer guy. Never seen it. Won't see it. Why? That was very definitive. Like, won't yeah. see it. Why? I'm very. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really. I don't really care for it. Okay, but you don't know until you try. I mean, like, I have friends that that talk to me about so it. So friends that you trust, friends' opinions who you value, and yet they said it's no good, and so you're like, it's not for me. Well, they like it, but I don't really care for it. Plus, you, you'd rather watch real soccer. Yes. You'd rather watch the Red Bulls disappoint you once a week. Well, they do. You don't want them to, but they do. Is what it comes down to, right? Hey, it happens. It happens. Um, 
Buck Showalter, how important was the win? It was a good game for an off day. Guys feel good about things. Been battling a lot of close games like that to push through was big. Our bullpen, obviously, they have a really good bullpen. Our guys, you know, matched them for the most part. Of course, be forgotten a lot of times how well Justin pitched to give us a chance. It was obvious that uh, Cole was carrying good stuff tonight like he normally does. Justin gave us a chance. I think that's one of the keys to the game. And you get a, facing a good pitchers on top of his game, the key to staying engaged and winning those games is how well your starting pitcher does. Coming off of out that was unlike him. It's good to see. All right, he had a chance, right? He gave his team a chance to win. No exceptions, no gripes with Verlander last night. Now do it again and again and again and again. Because nothing has changed of what we said about the Mets before the Subway Series that these two starting pitchers got to lead the way. And not even just those two guys. You know, the others in the rotation, they could chip in as well. They're only going to go as far as the pitching takes them. Bottom line, especially the bullpen when you consider the state they're in altogether. You know what was the funniest thing, too, last night? Because we were on the air when it happened. So you don't really get, like, a good read on these things while you're in the middle of doing a show. I didn't really get a grasp of it until I got home and I saw it. But when IKF stole home and Brooks Raley is up there, and did you see what he was trying to do? He was trying to intentionally bean the hitter to plunk the hitter because if he hits the hitter, then the stolen base attempt at home is nullified. So he was trying to get him, and he couldn't even do that. He was, like, so flustered. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That was actually exciting, believe it or not. And that was a good heads-up play by IKF. You know, it's been a while since the Yankees stole home or anybody steal. I mean, people don't steal home anymore. You know, that's taken out of the game. Here was Boone on uh, that play. Loved it. Just gutsy play. Knew he was able to get off there quite a bit. You know, took advantage of it. It was a great play by him. See what happens when IKF is not playing shortstop every day? And he's not the the center of Yankee fans' vitriol? You know, he's kind of like a jack-of-all-trades now. Plays different positions. He's done a nice job holding down the fort in the outfield while they need some outfielders with two of their starters on the shelf. Right? And he's making contributions, whether it's with his glove, whether it's with his bat, whether it's with his legs, literally stealing a run. But that actually leads us to a bigger picture and a bigger problem with the Yankees, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I want to get some phone calls in here because people are on the line, 800-919-3776. We will start it off tonight with Danny in Long Island. He's our leadoff hitter on 98.7. Dan, how are you? Very good. First, I have to take the opening pitch and the leadoff hitter. Uh, you mentioned the... Uh... The Nuggets before I get to the Mets. I don't know if you saw the video today. Uh, Dochus is on a uh, thing with his wife. Somebody fires in a beer can, hits his wife square in the face while she's holding her baby. She almost goes down. I mean, what are, what are people thinking? People are crazy. Did they? Did he? Do, I, I did not see that happen. Really? See, that's ridiculous. If that right happened, a, a full can, face. a full can. Well, that's what it looked like. It came in with a low velocity. It wasn't an empty can. Well, they should but be. Listen. They should be arrested. Who? I, I oh, hope they still. caught the person. If I was still a young man in the police department and I saw that, oh, that would have not gone. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do. But listen, first of all, the main reason that Boone took him out after six innings is because he knew Danny from Long Island had made a wager that Cole would pitch into the seventh. <laughs> so as I sat there, I mean, the man is the man is humming along. It's money in the bank. I said to my son, I don't want the Yankees to score here because let's keep the game close. Right. They score the two. I'm getting myself a nice scoop of ice cream. I walk in. That's not coal on the mound. Uh, unbelievable. What flavor ice cream? The reason, uh, strawberry from Stra- Kirsch's in Massapequa. Wow, that look at you. Okay, stra- I'm not a strawberry guy, but that's okay. The reason they had to win that game, particularly after the stolen home, is mm-hmm. that I don't have to hear that now for the next 30 years of my life. Because if they win that game on a stolen base of home, 
you are going to hear that like the shortstop dropping the pop-up against A-Rod. That would have been just another needle in my butt from the Yankees. So now we won the game. You'll never hear the stolen because it's like Andy Chavez's catch didn't happen. Didn't matter. So right. and the Andy Chavez the- catch, you're right. And, and and I feel that way particularly. The Andy Chavez catch, you know, it was a hell of a play on the stage and everything. But to me, I don't look at that as like forbidden lore because the Mets lost the game. Right. You're not, talk- you're not talking about Eli Manning's throw if, if they don't finish off that drive. It's irrelevant. 100%. But they, but they won. So anyway, so they win the game. I like Verlander better than I like Scherzer at this point. He looks like he still has enough to dominate. Why they can't go more than six? I, I know, I know, Verlander was up around a hundred, but that was mind-boggling last night, particularly for the Yankees when they didn't have their best arms in the bullpen available. You couldn't send this guy out at ninety-two pitches. That's it's really it's really overthinking, is what it is. Yeah, I, you know what, Dan, and I thanks for the phone call as always, my friend. I wonder if there was something underlying that they just aren't telling us because why should they? Right, because they don't want to use that as ammo for any other team that's going to have to face the Yankees or Cole, especially moving forward. Right, 95 pitches, six innings. And remember, he had a rain delay, too. You know, I don't know if that may be factored into stuff, like to where, okay, you're warming up, you're doing your thing, and then you find out, oh, we're not going to play baseball yet because we're going to be in a half hour or whatever it was rain delay. So then you're sitting again for a little while longer. You know, I don't know what that does to the rhythm and just getting into the flow. But you're right, a close game like that, and the fact that the top three relievers – in your bullpen were unavailable last night, you would have thought that that would have made Cole a little bit more of a necessity in that game. 800-919-3776. Let's say hi to Robert. He's in Manhattan. He's up next. Hey, Robert, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. Listen, Dan, I love you. You know that. Listen, if anybody makes fun of you for your dessert choices, you just tell me. I'll pull a D'Artagnan on him. Uh-oh. I'll take him out behind the Luxembourg Cafe at noon at 1 at 2 p.m. like he did to the Three Musketeers. Wow. Now, you know what? Now you're, you're quoting some history there, Robert. I think you got some of these other people shaking in their boots. Now, wait a minute. Hold, hold on. I got to congratulate you for one thing. Yeah. That roll call of musical countries, you know where that's from? Animaniacs, the best animated series since Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle. The Warner Brothers and their sister Dot, Pinky and the Brain. Oh, you're taking me back years. That I wasn't my, That was old Harvey. I didn't pick that one out. I, oh, had, I, had I love no, it. I want to hear. Oh, it was Joe. I want to hear him. It was Joe. Right, okay, I apologize. I stand corrected. So Joe did a way, nice job. By the way, speaking of parades, yes, I haven't heard anything yet. Has Vegas had its parade yet? Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah, you believe that? They're doing it at 7 o'clock, I heard. What? Yeah, (laughs) down the Vegas Strip. All right, let's get get to the last two nights. Well, first of all, I hear a rumor that the Cardinals, being as bad as they are, maybe worse than the Mets, if that's possible. Well, they are. That a movie movie director is coming in here to film, to make a movie at the same time at the ballpark, and if it leads, if it leads to expectations, they're going to release it and call it Dracula, Dracula. Yes, like you know, like uh, whatever. You know what? I had laughs the last two nights. I really did. I, it, 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 and by the way, you can tell even when the Mets win, they lose. The Braves swept the Tigers yesterday. What else is new? And oh, by the way, the Rays won their 50th game today. What else is new? I'm sorry. I got to tell you, the Rays are going to win the AL East. The Braves are going to win the NL East. And maybe, maybe, if there's a miracle flying around somewhere, maybe the Yankees and Mets will get into the playoffs. I don't know. 
but I have very, very little, you know. Bring on football. Robert, that, you know what? From your lips, my friend, I hear you there. And I thank you for the phone call, as always. I don't know. There's still some time. We're not going to throw in the white tower, you know, throw the red flag, the white flag, the white towel, whatever the hell we're going to do. We're not doing it just yet. Right? It's only June 15th. Got the All-Star break in a couple of weeks. From there on out, then we can make a determination about where these – look, I got no issue with the Yankees. You know, they're going to get Aaron Judge back at some point. When, that's another story. Yankees will be in the conversation. The question is the Mets. You know, are we going to be sitting here even in the month of August talking about important games for the Mets, or are they going to play themselves out of it by the time that rolls around? Like, are we going to even have anything post-trade deadline with significant news for the Mets? I'm not so sure. Like I said, I think the Cardinals are a good barometer this weekend. Not because the Cardinals are any good, because the Cardinals stink. And if the Mets can't beat them, well, then what's the point, really? When we come back, though, more of your phone calls, 800-919-3776. want to talk about the Yankees because there was something that was a little bit alarming that took place here over the last couple of days. And not even just the last couple of days. It's been a trend and one that they better correct here in a hurry. We'll talk about it when we return. Grasso Show till 10, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Dracula. Dracula. Yes. Like, uh, you know, like uh, whatever. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Mets off, Yankees off. Mets are welcome in the Cardinals. Yanks heading up to Boston. Take on the Red Sox again this weekend. Got a good game coming up here in a little bit on the Thursday night schedule outside of New York, of course. You got Angels. You got Rangers. Angels playing sneaky, decent baseball. Rangers, of course, first place club. But you got Nathan Avaldi against Shohei Otani. And Avaldi has been the better pitcher this year. avaldi has been as good as any pitcher in the American League, believe it or not. He's been outstanding. Talk about a former Yankee who's found his way here with Texas. And, boy, where would the Rangers be right now without Nathan Avaldi? And the fact that they got virtually nothing from Jacob DeGrom, who had to go under the knife and have Tommy John surgery. As far as the Yankees are concerned, I mentioned the fact that there is one trend that really sticks out when you look at this club and the way that they've been playing baseball. And it has to do with their offense. And maybe it really isn't even that big of a surprise, right? Because you miss Aaron Judge, you're missing one of the best players in the league. I've said it before many, many a times. You could make a very strong argument that if any player in all of Major League Baseball, he is the most valuable to his team, even more so than Shohei Otani. So we could talk about the guy who's the best player, the guy who's the most valuable. You add those things together, that's an MVP. And I think that that's number 99. So how do you make do without him? Well, on paper, the Yankees have more than enough capable guys 
to be able to produce. They do. And I'm not talking about the Jake Bowers of the world. And I don't care that Aaron Hicks is out there and hitting like a, you know, guy that you expect to see with the Baltimore Orioles and contributing to that team because he couldn't do it here. You know what? You make peace with it. You cut ties. Because Aaron Hicks in New York, it was going to be one of those cases where it was just never going to work. Right? He was going to join a list of a lot of athletes that were talented, and as soon as they came to this city, as soon as they signed that contract, their game just disappeared. That is Aaron Hicks. So forget it. But in that game last night at City Field, Yankees went one for 15 with runners in scoring position. Think about that for a second. One for 15. Like, normally you're able to even muster more than that by accident. Like, you stick the bat out and maybe it like makes contact and you get like a little dribbler that you're able to beat out. One for 15. Eighth inning, ninth inning, tenth inning. They had to go ahead and run on base. They couldn't get him home. And maybe we're sitting here singing a different tune about the last couple of nights, if that was the case. I mean, it was a great play. Tremendous play by IKF to steal home, but think about it. Their offense was so non-productive last night, they literally had to steal a run. Because that was the only way they could manufacture some offense. They had to steal a run, but it worked. They're batting less than 200 since Aaron Judge got hurt. That's not good. That's not going to cut it. You look at some of these numbers, they stick out like a sore thumb. Rizzo, 1 for 29. Donaldson, 2 for 22. Stanton, 3 for 26. Although he hit one really far in game one of the Subway Series. DJ, 5 for 27. Glaber, 5 for 29. These guys have produced at one point in time in their big league careers. Why can't they do it again? Now's the time. You're missing your leader. You're missing your guy. That's what you're paying them for. Get it done. Judge ain't coming back anytime soon. I know that. I mean, I I tried telling you that for the last couple of weeks. The fact that they were so murky about the information and they were giving you absolutely nothing in terms of concrete info, tell you all you need to know. That he's going to be out a while. Forget about the All-Star game. You hope he comes back at some point in July. But in the meantime, get used to these dudes in the lineup. They're the ones that are going to have to save your season. Not Billy McKinney. Not Jake Bowers. Hell, not even IKF. Other guys have to step up. Buster Olney was on with DNR this morning. And he basically echoed the same thing that I've been saying. I think they're absolutely sincere when Aaron Boone tells you, when Hal Steinbrenner tells you, they don't know how long it's going to take. But I, based on the conversations I've had, I think they would be thrilled if he came back by the All-Star break. Because with a toe injury, you know, what they're concerned about is effectively a turf toe thing developing with him. Because when you're talking about someone who's 6'7 and 282 pounds, all that torque that he puts on that right big toe when he swings, that's the anchor in his swing, you know, that can be touchy. They also have to let that injury completely heal. So I, I think he's going to be out a lot longer than people anticipated. As long as the Yankees are in the race, and as long as they're somehow managing to stay, you know, eight, nine games over 500 like they are right now, they're not going to rush him back, and I think that that's the wise thing to do. 
You want to have Aaron Judge healthy. There's no point in sending Judge out there like a compromised, you know, DJ LeMahieu like last year with the toe injury, and he was a shell of himself. That doesn't do Judge any good, and it sure as hell doesn't do the Yankees any good. But right now, you look at the American League and where things stand. Yankees are in the playoffs right now. All right, I know that the Angels, like I said, they're playing some decent. And by the way, you know with the Angels, they're winning games, and Mike Trout is mired in an awful slump right now. Like, you might as well put a Yankee uniform on uh, on Mike Trout. That's how bad he's swinging the bats. You wouldn't be able to tell him and Billy McKinney apart. That's how bad Mike Trout's been. But they're still winning games. That's the scary part about it. You look around the rest of the AL. All right, even if you're just, like, concerning yourself with a wild card. All right. The team's in the AL East. We knew that. Houston, who, by the way, is going to be without Jordan Alvarez for the next month, minimum. Then you got the Angels. Seattle, you know that Seattle has the answers in that clubhouse. They just haven't played well this year. You know, Seattle, there's a lot of similarities kind of with the Mets, with how they've played. Except I like Seattle's rotation a hell of a lot better than the Mets right now because those are all kid arms with the exception of Luis Castillo, you throw him into the mix. But all those other kids, whether it's Bryce Miller, George Kirby, um, and on and on, you know, they've got live arms, and they've got the stuff. And I'm really excited to see what the future can hold. So those would probably be like the handful of teams that the Yankees are in contention with. Nobody else you have to worry about in the Central Division. They're not getting a wild card in. You only got one team with a winning record in the AL Central. So I think that the real estate that is the American League, it's going to afford the Yankees an opportunity to at least be as cautious as possible and get Judge back to where he's as 100% as you need him to be. That's the only way he could be Aaron Judge. 800-919-3776. we get back to your phone calls, get into some hoops to start hour number two. Grasso Show till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grasser Show, 98.7 ESPN. On this Thursday, 800-919-3776 is our telephone number. So how about this? We were having some fun with the soccer, this Canada-Panama game. So apparently, in this world that we live in right now with streaming and how many subscriptions can you sell and how much more revenue and how much more money can you take people for? Your fans, right? Your subscribership. So Panama Canada, that game's on the CBS Sports Network for free if you have, you know, cable and you have the CBS Sports Network. But the United States game, which you would think would probably be the one that people in this country would want to watch the most. I'm just going out on a limb, right? We're in America, the American team, you know, you put two and two together. Yeah, for sure. USA game, though, it's not going to be on the CBS Sports Network. It's on Paramount Plus, their streaming site. So you got to go spend more money to watch the game. But they're going to whet your appetite by Canada-Panama? I got news for you. I don't think that most people that actually want to watch USA-Canada, or USA, who are they playing? Mexico. USA-Mexico. I don't know if they're locked in necessarily to Canada-Panama. 
So it's not like they're locked into this game and they're like, oh, boy, I can't wait for USA-Mexico. I can't wait. Yay. Go USA. And all of a sudden, you're going to, like, pull the carrot away from their face because you got to sign up for Paramount+. Plus. I, I, I just don't think that that is the strategy you want to use to get subscribers. Could be wrong. But as Harvey said, it's on Telemundo, like the Spanish channel. So even if you don't understand what they're saying, you just turn the sound down and you get to watch both games for free. Yeah, right? it's also on like the Spanish version of uh, Univision. So that's where um, you can catch those games as well. Telemundo and Univision aren't the same thing? They're two different things? They're two different things. Well, that's what I meant. You know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking up at the TV and I see the little logo in the corner. I don't know what... That's the Univision That's logo. the Univision one. Yep. What's the Telemundo logo? It's just a T. Well, the, the, a red see T. what? Now I know. That would make sense because if, if if the Univision logo was also a T, that would be a little bit of a head scratcher. This one is a little bit more palatable for what you would expect. Okay, that's good. Thank you, sir. Let's say hi to Jose in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7. Hello, Jose. Good afternoon, Mr. Graza. And uh, hello to all those out there. And hello to the company because I know their listeners are, are, are out there listening to your show as well. Of course. So... I just want to go out there and say and recap, you know, my Yankee thoughts on this, you know, outstanding and outrageous, you know, propaganda that's been going on, which is we have to normalize the losing. We we need to temper the expectations that were set by this organization throughout its whole history. You know, I'm we, we just have to do that. So, you know, I'm just going to go on a little like Richard history lesson right now. Sorry for that. But but uh, because I, I, I do like his style of call sometimes. And the thing is, is that, you know, in 1960, the Yankees did face the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it's kind of one of my favorite World Series to look back on in history because it was a pretexting of, you know, of a future superstar in Roberto Clemente. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the this World Series, the Yankees actually outscored the Pittsburgh Pirates 55 to 27. The problem was was all the games the Yankees won. Bill Mazeroski series, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. All the games were blowouts that, that the Yankees won. But the Pittsburgh Pirates won four games, and all their games were close games. And the last game was the Bill Mazeroski 10-9, you know, game seven home run. So it's just a not, not ten nine. My, my apologies, I'm getting that wrong. But um, it's ju- it, it, it was amazing because then we learned Casey Stingle was forced into a retirement, and they end up hiring a new manager. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they signed a slugger from the National League called Roger Maris. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> and that worked uh, out okay. Okay, and it ended up forming the 1961 Yankees, which was the pretty much greatest home run hitting team of all time with Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, and even Yogi Berra as a catcher, you know, hitting some dingers for them in in, in old Yankee Stadium. So am I a little bit wrong to say that this was even presetted before the Steinburners? I don't think I'm wrong because when you look at the Yankee history from Babe Ruth to Luke Garrett to Joe DiMaggio to Mickey Mantle to all these great legendary players, and then you go 
on and look at you know the Steinbrenner errors with the Munsons and the Reggie Martin and the Reggie Jacksons and the Catfish Hunters and the Ron Guidrys, who, who my grandmother always used to you know talk to me about, and then you know we go to the Yankees that I grew up with during during the nineties. So I, I I just don't want to see this normalizing of the losing. Where just like you said where it became normal for 18 years for us to lose and there was no pounding and we were being so dreams like John Elway going to play right field. Remember that? Oh, sure. John, <laughs> wouldn't it have been fun to see John Elway play right field in the big leagues with yeah. that arm of his, with that cannon in right field? Oh, definitely. It would have been amazing. And it would have been and it would have been a great football team because we would have we would have definitely still had Deion Sanders, too. So so it's all it's all it's all fun and games. But at the end of the day, those teams were flashy and entertaining, but they still didn't, you know, bring. But, 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 know, but Jose, here, here's the thing, though. I don't look at the Yankees. Right. And maybe some mm-hmm. people do. I don't look at it this way, even though they haven't won a championship since 2009, been in a World Series since 2009. So that's 14 years, going on 14 years. I don't sit there and look at the last 13, 14 years of Yankee baseball and say that they were losers, right? Generally speaking, more often than not, you went into the year thinking, okay, Yankees got a shot to win it all this year. I, I don't look at it as losing, even though they didn't get to the World Series. No, I do, and I do agree with in some respect. But the issue is, is that when we're talking about the Yankees as one of the cornerstone franchises uh, in Major League Baseball, and also it's pretty much up there with the Celtics and the Lakers, and you know all these other great, excellent organizations, losing in the finals is not, or losing in the, or losing uh, in the ALCS is not an accomplishment. That's not something you. That's not something these organizations celebrate. And what it is is right now, it, it looks like everyone wants us to just celebrate being being a team that just makes the playoffs and then still disappoints. And what's happening is over these fourteen years, I know that not every year is the same. Mm-hmm. It's become a disappointment. And I always keep pounding on the fact that. We were literally one game away where we were cheated. Where Yes, we were cheated a, 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 a chance for a World Series appearance. And we still have not gotten closer. If anything, they pounded us into submission more. Because the next time we faced them, we lost in six games. And then the next time we faced them, we lost in four well, games. Well, Jose, I'll, I'll, I'll that, say and this and about 2017. And I got to hit a break here, but I thank you for the call as always. Okay, And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but I will say this. After 2017, where you're right, Yankees haven't been as close as 2017, where they were one game away. Remember they decided to change managers? Decided to change managers. Next manager is going on, this is year six. They still haven't been one game away. Maybe that wasn't the right call. Can we throw that out there? You want to you want to throw that one around a little bit? We can, right? Facts are facts. You're talking about cheating, not cheating, whatever. Yanks were a game away. They haven't been a game and away since two, uh, since 2017. All right, good first hour. We'll keep it going. 800-919-3776. Tyler Kepner, national baseball writer for the New York Times, going to join us coming up at 8:30. We'll talk a little Mets and Yanks with him. We'll get into all the. Denver Nuggets shenanigans at the parade today, which was pretty entertaining. And also talk some Knicks in this hour as well, plus your phone calls. Grasso Show, till 10, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Yay! Go USA! Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 